NFT Thought Leaders is bringing together the brightest minds in the NFT and blockchain space to foster growth, business advancement, and industry thought leadership. With five super conferences in 2022, a robust Discord, tremendous global ambassador program, upcoming NFT drop, and educational media content, NFT Thought Leaders is the go-to global resource for NFTs, the metaverse, social tokens, and the blockchain. Visit us at nftthoughtleaders.com to find out more details. Glozalink is a blockchain technology company developing PlayOne NFT, an artist-focused and fan-driven music NFT ecosystem, and the first NFT player app. They offer artists and fans the ability to collect, sell, trade, and discover exclusive music NFTs on their encrypted network. Learn more at www.playonenft.com and www.glozal.com. We're looking to grow the NFT Heat podcast in 2022, and we need your help with our 5 for 5 NFT Heat promotion. If you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast, we in return will give you a five-minute Zoom meeting with myself and John where you can ask us anything you want. And you know, we're pretty big influencers on LinkedIn. Well, John is a massive LinkedIn influencer. So these five minutes we give you could literally change your life. So all you have to do is take a screenshot of your five-star review and email it to us at nftheat at thinkf5.com. And it's five, the number five. So one more time, email your five-star review, nftheat at thinkf5.com. It's that simple. Welcome to NFT Heat. We're bringing the top NFT thought leaders straight to you. If there's something you enjoyed on this episode, and we really hope you did, please take a screenshot of the episode and make sure to tag us on Twitter at NFT Heat. We really appreciate your support and you are the only reason we're growing. So to help us, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll then give your review a shout out on a future episode. Welcome to NFT Heat. Whether you're inside the industry or new to the NFT space or an NFT OG, we're going to provide you with the necessary NFT alpha to crush. We'll bring in the top guests and deep dive in how NFTs will transform the metaverse, DeFi, and social tokens. I'm Justin Shankro, the king of alpha. You know, John, I'm starting to own it. I mean, the more times I say it, it actually feels like it's true. I don't know whether it is or not, but I'm going to say it anyway. From child actor to Stanford to NFT entrepreneur, I'm here with my best buddy and co-host, John Kraske. He was an executive in the design space, and now he's running an NFT company. And I can guarantee you this, he's in the trenches every day, learning, growing, and seeking alpha. John, what's new in the NFT space today? So I'm still on a high from yesterday's podcast with Les Borsize, so... Yes. Yeah. It was incredible. That episode was awesome. And we had some major heat after the episode, which will be dropping soon. But I am incredibly stoked for today's guest. We're going to get some serious alpha from today's guest, Edmund Howard, the founder of Gen3, which is a server aimed to bring those working in the Web3 space closer together in the Netherlands. Let's go. Edmund is also the co-founder of Met AMS, a metaverse festival taking place in Amsterdam in June 2022. And I can guarantee you, John and I will both be there with NFT Thought Leaders. So much fun stuff happening. This is a four-day festival, and it's going to be the first of its kind and include keynote talks, panel discussions, immersive experiences, and installations from brands, artists, 
and thought leaders shaping this space. Let's go. Welcome to NFT Heat, Edmund. What's happening? What an intro. Thanks, guys. It's great to be here. It's great to be amongst uh, you legends, and uh, I'm looking forward to having a great chat today. Oh, we are too. We are too. We're here with a legend, man. You are a legend. And with that, what we like to do is hop right into a five-question lightning round to provide alpha to our listeners. John, what's the first question for Edmund? Edmund, what is your favorite Discord? Favorite one at the moment is Creeps. It's got to be. I love to play to earn kind of games right now. And Creeps for me is, uh, is both uh, building an awesome brand, but they're also just a super, super fun community. Love it. All right. This is a serious topic. Why should people care about NFTs, Edmund? Why should people care? Well, it's for many, it's an abstract concept, right? So, I mean, I think ultimately what it represents is this kind of shift in how we attribute value to things. And I think that's the most important thing to understand and why people should care. So I think as we move to a, like a more digital, more online world where people are spending like more time, I think NFTs are a really useful and important way in the way that we can like verifiably own that you know, a digital asset, that kind of time that we're spending there as well. So I think whether you're an artist or a musician or a filmmaker, it's kind of created this new creator economy and it's rewarding everyone in a fair way for being a part of that economy as well. So, you know, whether you're a buyer, you're a seller, you're a creator, everyone seems to be getting a slice of the pie and it's an extremely exciting time. Love it. Love it. Question three, Edmund, is it too late for people to invest in NFTs? Is it too late? No. No, never. It's never too late. Now, I think if we look back at like the stats from big marketplaces like OpenSea, you'll see that like really the bulk of the traffic, the bulk of people who have joined have really just only recently gotten in themselves, you know, the back end of 2021. And you know, it's March 2022 now. And as fast as this space moves, I think it's really, it's not really going to go anywhere in the long run. So I think people need to understand that it's here to stay. And it's about yeah jumping in and navigating and, and working out, you know, how best to kind of get involved. Amazing. Amazing. I just love that. All right. Favorite NFT project? It's got to be Dead Fellas. Like, I'm a huge fan of Betty. I think she's, uh, you know, a great advocate for this space in general. I think, uh, you know, I have a creative background myself and I know that the project roots also in creativity. I just, I love what they're building as a brand. I love the community there as well. People are they're just so real and genuine. And that's what I really love about the space as well. And it's particularly with Dead Fellas, that's something that's really brought to life. Love it. Love it. We actually had Betty on from Dead Fellas a few I episodes know. ago. Amazing. Yeah, Amazing she's episode. Awesome. She's yeah. so awesome. So fifth and final question, Edmund, what do you say to people who say NFTs are just JPEGs? Well, I tell them they're wrong, obviously. <laughs> no, but without being too patronizing, you know, I, I think I tell them that NFTs can represent JPEGs, but, you know, that's, you know, limiting its true potential and it can represent all kinds of digital files and different things as well. And I think more broadly and by definition, obviously, an NFT is a non-interchangeable token that's registered on a ledger, but kind of circling back to what I said earlier, I think NFTs aren't JPEGs. They're, you know, about owning things digitally. And, you know, one of those things might be a JPEG, but it could be a million other things. And that's, I think, what's the most exciting part about this. But it's also why, you know, per definition, the NFTs are not JPEGs. <laughs> yes, that's some lightning right there. That was a lightning round, Edmund. You crushed it. 10 out of 5. Forget it. 1,000 out of 5. Gold stars, shooting Love stars. enthusiasm. So the whole planet of NFTs is exploding right now. That was awesome. All right, we're going to go a little bit deeper. So first off, can you tell us how you got involved in the NFT and Web3 space? Yeah, definitely. So like, I got into it because of the art world. I've been buying, collecting, and trading art for many years now. And I guess for many people, it was kind of their first introduction to NFTs was through people like Beeple and, and the art side of stuff. So a couple of years back, I was already in Discord before most people were using it for NFTs. It was used by gamers and I guess the group I was in, which was a bunch of art collectors 
around the world and this weird thing, this weird subject turned up and it was, hey, this NFT thing, what's happening here? And I got to admit, I was a skeptic at first. I didn't understand it. And I guess that's with many people now who are skeptics as well. It's just because quite frankly, people either don't have the time or don't really care to understand it. But as I kind of like was exposed to it more frequently and more and more, and I started to understand, you know, what it represented, what it is, and I guess the kind of potential going forwards, it really, it opened up my eyes a little more and I started to understand and appreciate it. Yeah, it came in from the outside. That's two years ago. It's been a wild ride since. So I've been in there, seen some interesting projects fly by, got into some great ones early on, sold many far too early as well. But it's been an interesting ride since. And it's just been really interesting to see it develop, you know, narrative wise as well from you know, the purely the art side of things over to now also the art and utility side of stuff, but now other use cases and applications across other industries and across other kind of parts of society as well. So I'm, I'm super stoked to see where it's heading as well. Love it. Love it. So Edmund, you have a rich history working at huge giants like Ogilvy and Vice Media. Can you talk about how those positions prepared you for Web3? Yeah. I mean, I guess when I was working there, I didn't quite see it coming, but the kind of, yeah, my kind of roots in advertising definitely helped me in many ways. I guess I was always involved in the more social content side of stuff. So it was always a little bit more about community building from the get-go, right? It was always about how do you create communities? How do you draw people to a brand, create ecosystems whereby people, you know, have a feeling they're in direct contact or in, in some way communicating with a brand. And I guess social always did that. Content marketing always did that. And that's kind of where advertising and marketing, I think, helped me understand the value of community building and storytelling as well. I think the best NFT projects today are ones that do those things. They're able to create and rally around, you know, communities, but they're also able to build a brand, you know, through storytelling. And for me, that's kind of where my kind of experience in marketing really fits quite nicely now into what I'm doing with, for example, Gen3. Yeah, I guess in that sense, it's really opened my eyes to what the possibilities are now for brands also in this space as well. Amazing. Perfect transition. Community, 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 and Gen 3. So what is Gen 3? Can you talk to us about it? And can you also talk to us about this super cool metaverse conference festival that we're all going to in Amsterdam? Absolutely. So Gen 3 kind of is a formal label that I've given all the things that I was doing last year informally, just a formal consultancy label. So I actually stopped working for Vice in uh, December, January, uh, December last year, beginning of January this year. And I was kind of working for them, freelancing for them three days a week. And I had two days spare where I was, you know, helping lots of people with NFT strategies, with kind of metaverse plays and positioning, and also kind of helping brands understand this kind of world of Web3 a little bit more. And so Something that I was doing, I loved doing, and it just became something I kept doing more and more of. And then as I kind of realized that this was something that I could be doing full-time, I kind of said to myself, well, what's the best way that I can add value to the space? And that's kind of what Gen 3's become. It's a label, it's a consultancy whereby, no, I help brands and businesses navigate the world of Web3. And I do that in many ways. I do that through creating content. So I'm I'm a bit of a megaphone on LinkedIn myself. Not as big as John, obviously, he's out there uh, causing chaos. But I'm uh, creating content, I'm creating materials for people to kind of help them break it down and understand the space a bit more. I do talks and give workshops on that space, in that space as well, but also with strategies, NFT launches, assembling teams. So it's really just how can brands, how can they understand this space? What are their options and how can I help them deliver and execute in this space as well? So that's Gen 3, which has been an awesome ride so far. I'm working with some really amazing brands and great people now and really helping them understand what this space is all about. So that's cool. 
yeah, almost like more excitingly right now because of just the the sheer kind of traction that it's getting is Medams, which is is going to be happening this June. And that came about the back end of last year, I think in November with three, uh, well, good friends of mine. Actually, one of them is my partner now, not only in, in life, but in business as well. And yeah, we came together and we realized there's lots happening in this space globally, right? There's lots of events happening in the US. There's lots of events happening outside of Europe that have an NFT focus, focus, you know, on maybe the blockchain or crypto side of things. But we realized there was a bit of a gap when it came to maybe an event that kind of approach this space less just focused on only the nfts which is a super important and interesting part of a wider conversation and that's web3 and the metaverse so we thought why don't we create something that focuses on the metaverse it can focus on nfts it can focus on meta worlds it can focus on many aspects of this new space and doing it also through the lens of culture we kind of we decided on that for many reasons. One, because we're in Amsterdam and it's kind of the European hub for culture. So it made a lot of sense. I mean, both, you know, from a historic uh, side of things, but also because there's loads of amazing brands situated here, you know, whether it's a Netflix and Adidas and Nike, you know, the latter, those last two who are obviously making waves in this space as well. We saw there was an opportunity to kind of, yeah, harness onto that, but also because I think if anything, and if we're going to make this a kind of a subject that's going to be adopted by the masses, we need to create something that feels a little bit more consumer facing, it needs to be a little bit more something that's relatable, something that I'd want to invite my mum to and she'd be both impressed and kind of have an experience where she'd go, that was really fun, but also learn a lot at the same time. And that's what Metam is all about. It's about creating a space where people can talk about all the great things we're doing in this space through this lens of culture, but also bringing it to life in a really immersive and fun way as well. Love it. Love it. So Edmund, where do you think the big opportunities reside for NFTs? Entertainment, blockchain gaming, or more enterprise-driven solutions? I think there's a difference between like the short-term plays. Like obviously now the kind of focus is quite quickly shifted, especially this year. I think it's going to be the year for, you know, play to earn and gaming. It's like a, it already ticks a lot of boxes for what it needs to do for that community. But, you know, there's already lots of innovative stuff happening in that kind of realm. So I think now gaming and other entertainment things and other communities where people are already quite rallied around a certain cause, like it's quite a natural progression, as it were. So I think in the short term, it'll be that. What I'm super excited about is just when you focus a little bit more on the underlying tech and you think about, you know, what does blockchain and decentralization mean for education? What does it mean for healthcare and those kind of things? That's the kind of stuff that I'm quite bullish on, on the medium to long term as well. So yeah, I think it really depends on what time frame you're talking about. But yeah, it's got a lot of potential, I think, in both the short and long term. Love it. And we're in a bull market. Well, I don't know. It's a little bit bare in the last few days, but <laughs> overall it's bull. Do you see the bull market continuing in the foreseeable future? How do you see this going? I mean, it's, I wish someone had a, like an answer to this question that was, it was a hundred percent guaranteed. I can only give you my, my opinion, but I think there is no denying that we're in a bubble right now. Right. And it's not something that I think at the pace that we're going now is sustainable for the long run. So how long that bubble lasts? I don't know. Like in my head, probably six months to a year that it's going at this speed. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, kind of looking forward to that bubble bursting a little bit because I think that's when really the innovation starts to kind of really come together. The kind of real innovators and makers and creators in this space will start to really yeah rally together and not be distracted by the hot air and the noise that currently we're suffering from a little bit within this market. So yeah, I think it probably six months to a year is my guesstimate. And then I think, you know, we'll see where it goes from there. Awesome. So Edmund, you come from the media and advertising world. How do you envision mm -hmm. NFTs changing the media and advertising industries? 
I guess in a few ways, I've seen some interesting things happening already. I, I mean, from the actual brand building and, and kind of community management side, there's obviously it's a, a low hanging fruit to just say that it's easy for brands to go out and drop NFT projects in a way to kind of engage with communities in a different way. Like that's obviously in itself, it's a topic that's yet to be explored properly. And I think there's loads of different ways and creating value and utility for communities around brands, around products that I think, yeah, hasn't even been tapped into that at the moment. And I think there's loads of opportunities there. And then more from like the operational side of things, like agencies tend to be quite rigid structures, like traditional agencies, especially. And I think I've seen some really interesting use cases now by creative groups that have yet to formalize what they're doing, but are building in the back end or planning in the back end about, you know, what does a creative DAO, for example, look like? How can you mobilize creatives, you know, clients, makers in a more flexible system structure whereby, you know, you can reward them with tokens. You could uh, create an ecosystem effectively with using NFTs and kind of DAOs in a way of, yeah, rallying people around a certain brand, a certain product, but also, yeah, being able to, scale up and scale down very quickly as well, but also keep the kind of hierarchy as flat as possible, which is something that I think a lot of agencies suffer from is hierarchy gets in the way of good creative stuff happening. So I think there's lots of really interesting applications and it'd be interesting to see how that kind of develops in the media and advertising landscape as well. Yes, I cannot wait to see it. That is so cool. So we're here, John and I, in the US. We're in LA. We bounced to New York, Miami. We have not gotten to Europe yet. That is definitely on the radar. Change that soon. Yes, Yes. we will be changing it. (laughs) And you are extraordinarily tapped into the European market. So what is the European state of NFTs like? You know, is it a small community? Is it huge? And how are you at the center of it? And how is it going to continue to expand? I think it's bigger than some might think. I mean, look, the US is obviously way ahead as far as kind of adoption here. Like I think I always like to think, the US with many things when it comes to tech is about nine months to a year ahead of kind of Europe. And it seems to be that way with this as well, especially on the building side or the app creation or NFT development side of stuff. From a kind of like collector's point of view, I think it's big here. It's not maybe again, not as huge as in the US, but it's definitely big and it's definitely growing. And I think for me, the barometer is always, if you look at your own direct friends and family, how many of them were asking me half a year ago versus how many people are now not only just asking me, but already are actually involved in buying and collecting and NFTs. Like It's just crazy to see how that's picked up over the kind of past uh, half year. So I think a lot's happening in Europe. There's loads of great European projects as well that I think, you know, there's a lot of focus obviously on the US, but I mentioned them earlier, Creeps is based in in the UK, they're building something amazing. And I think, you know, there's many more of those kind of projects as well uh, that are popping up left, right and center. So yeah, it's an exciting time and lots of opportunity in Europe. Amazing. Amazing. So Edmund, what are your recommendations to Web2 companies looking to enter the NFT space? I think don't rush. Uh, I think take your time and understand this space, right? I think there's a lot of people that, uh, because we're in a bit of this hype bubble at the moment, they feel that, you know, that they have to act today. And honestly, I think most brands, people, businesses that have rushed into it, trying to chase something have actually, you know, nine out of 10 times failed. So I think take the time to understand this ecosystem and try and then understand what that means for your product, what that means for your service and what that means for your brand. And right now, the answer to that, it might mean little, but, you know, it might mean that you can already start planning for the future. So I think be cautious, be mindful and also educate yourself and then, you know, start to really unpack the opportunities that really apply to you specifically. Let's go. I'm pumped. I am pumped, Edmund. Oh, this has been 
a lot of alpha. I'm soaking it in. I love it. It's so great getting your perspective. You're at the center of Europe in the NFT space. And this is really, really cool. So what are the best social media platforms to find out more about you, what you're doing in the NFT and Web3 space? How do we notify everybody about the Metaverse Festival Mm -hmm. that's happening in the Netherlands? And more importantly, what are you going to do special for our listeners so that they can partake in this festival? Can we get some free tickets? I'm putting you on the spot, but we got it. We're always looking out for our listeners for NFT. What can you give us? (laughs) Yeah, we're going to be sold out in seconds with the community that's uh, listening to this, eh? But no, that's it's, right. Um, yeah, yeah, no, exciting. No, definitely. So I think check out met-ams.xyz. That's our website. Sign up there. In the next couple of weeks, the website's going to be going live. You're going to get a glimpse of the first speakers, the first sponsors, the partners we've got on board. And honestly, it's pretty mind-blowing already. So yeah, get on our mailing list for that and be the first in the know. And yeah, let's give away 10 tickets as well to the NFT Thought Leaders community. Yes, yes, love it. Woo-hoo! Wow, that's some serious NFT heat. I'm glad I didn't throw out a number, John, because I was going to throw out five, but then Edmund brought us 10. Doubled the, doubled the yes. stakes. All right. Double the stage. Wow. Yeah, no, let's make it happen. Thank you. This is going to be one of, if not the biggest global event of the entire year for NFTs and the metaverse. So that is huge. Thank you so much. We're definitely going to give those tickets away. We'll figure out how that's going to be. 10 tickets, 10 tickets for our NFT Heat podcast listeners. Wow. That's massive. Thank you. Yes. Look forward to having you guys in Amsterdam as well. It's going to be pretty legendary. Yeah, you're going to see us soon. So I hope to come out to Europe even before your conference in Amsterdam. So thinking nice. about maybe a, a London run and then maybe a little Amsterdam Paris action as well, because that seems to be the big hubs outside yes. of uh, maybe Lisbon. I mean, Lisbon gets a lot of the hype, but I feel like the people day to day are kind of in London, Amsterdam and Paris. Yeah. yeah, I'd say that's a fair assumption. I love it. Yeah. So thank you so much, Edmund, for your time and your NFT heat. We really appreciate all your fantastic insights and alpha. Until next week, when another NFT thought leader pops in with more alpha, keep collecting, learning, and growing. We're NFT Heat. Woo! A huge thank you to two of the creative engines behind this show. First, to LaFlex for the super smooth intro and outro music. What you're hearing is the song Love to You off his 2019 album, Flex Appeal. And lastly, a big thank you to Bernardo Rodriguez for the awesome logo for the show. You can check him out on Instagram at Art of Bernardo. Everyone, we just want to give you a massive thank you for listening to NFT Heat. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at NFT Heat. And we're looking forward to seeing you next week. Glozawink is a blockchain technology company developing PlayOne NFT, an artist-focused and fan-driven music NFT ecosystem and the first NFT player app. They offer artists and fans the ability to collect, sell, trade, and discover exclusive music NFTs on their encrypted network. Learn more at www.playonenft.com and www.glozal.com. We're looking to grow the NFT Heat podcast in 2022, and we need your help with our 5 for 5 NFT Heat promotion. If you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast, we in return will give you a five-minute Zoom meeting with myself and John where you can ask us anything you want. And you know, we're pretty big influencers on LinkedIn. Well, John is a massive LinkedIn influencer. So these five minutes we give you 
could literally change your life. So all you have to do is take a screenshot of your five-star review and email it to us at nftheat at thinkf5.com. And it's five, the number five. So one more time, email your five-star review, nftheat at thinkf5.com. It's that simple.